0: So, well, so I, I, what I was
1: saying
0: was that. Jesus well, Christ, blog talk. Well, I'm getting this big so, error message that says we're aware of issues connecting, but great. Okay. Anyways. Anyways, go so ahead. So what it. I'm
1: Sorry. saying is that you have a defensive-minded coach, right? Yeah. You have a defensive-minded coach. The guy was a, was a project to begin with. He was a Paxton Lynch to begin with, right? Now, if you take a, a guy like that with and not give him the right tools, he may go somewhere else and be better later on. And and we'd like to know now. And I think, you know what, you, I've already seen a difference just by Aaron Rodgers talking to him this year. I see he's still making boneheaded mistakes, but they've gone down. You know, the way he's dealt with it has gone down.
0: The offense cannot move the ball.
1: Nope, they can't. It's impossible.
0: It's And, and I, I can't help but think that if they had – Somebody else back there, whether it was Jameis Winston or Andy Dalton or, you know, uh, I'm trying to think of some of the other potential backup quarterbacks, they could at least move the ball.
1: No, look, bro, here's the problem. Here's the problem. The O-line is still a mess, man. It's still a mess. it,
0: It is, but to me, Zach Wilson is Mitchell Trubisky.
1: I guess that's, that's a good, good comp. It's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a good comp, but guess what? Trubisky had like two years of starting every single fucking game. Well, that's true. You're right. Three he years, maybe. You know. He, he had, did, and, and including and in those three years, he had one good year.
0: One yeah, decent he the,
1: year. He got, the, he got the Bears into, a, into the playoffs. So, so he's had a lot more exposure, I would say, for that matter. You know, and guess what? He 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 wasn't on as short of a leash as Zach Wilson is, because it's New yeah. York, and the Jets are like just equally as suffering as the Bears are, except the Bears have a, a Super Bowl, like memorable Super Bowl that they everyone still remembers, right? All
0: right, sorry, um, got distracted there. Way from, to go
1: there, chief. From... What are you you jerking off?
0: No, man. I uh, sorry. I had uh, wrapping up a work uh, issue here. We had a major outage. So, um,
1: so so, uh, Josh, his 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 quote unquote work issue is probably Tommy.
0: All right. So uh, actually, I didn't even realize. Uh, Am I even unmuted right now? What?
1: I'm just making sure I didn't know if I was unmuted or not. You're not
0: muted at all. Anyway okay. I, I didn't realize that the jet thing um was uh uh already in this rundown here. I must have uh I must have slid slid past that one. Um all right, so
1: fucking dogs. They're in my way.
0: God damn it. Quit talking to your fucking dogs live on air. Jesus Christ. I
1: know. My bad, dude they they're looking <laughs> awfully good right now. About to cook them up like my fucking Chinese, food.
0: Oh, God. What a dickhead. Oh, wait. That's (laughs) only
1: count. Never mind.
0: (laughs) Oh, God. This show's already going off the fucking rails, and we just fucking started, man. (laughs) Oh, God. All right. That's what we do. That's what we do. It's just a fucking rowboat to nowhere, this show. Hey, but I did want to tell you that we did pick up. Our sponsor, Collars and Company. I don't know if you've heard of them or not, but they basically <laughs> make they basically make dress polo shirts. And here's our first plug uh, for Collars and Company here. Um, uh, Collar uh, Collars and Company um, they were made famous on Shark Tank, but basically uh, they are a clothing uh, company that uh, they make polo shirts with dress collars. So they look great, either standalone, uh, without anything, or you can wear them under a suit jacket or a blazer, um, or you can wear them underneath a the sweater for that uh, for that classic look. Uh, so check out Collars & Company. Um, not only uh, do they prioritize style and quality, but they also believe in giving back. Collars and Company uh, is also proud uh, to support uh, different organizations donating a portion of their proceeds uh, to help others in need. Uh, so when you shop with uh, Collars and Company, you're not only getting the finest products, but also making a positive impact on the lives of others. Awesome. All right, so Collars and Company. I have a question. Uh,
1: our first I got question. Yes. I got a question. What if my friends yeah. are all meatheads?
0: What if your friends
1: With are all no <laughs> I don't, I don't know what to tell you, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's because uh, he he likes to be from Jersey and he likes that, that meet the meatball. You're just a big meatball, <laughs> Jersey Shore, st- Jersey Shore ball. style. <laughs> all right. And- Sorry, sorry, Dude, sorry, uh, that, sorry.
0: That. We got to Oh fuck! I gotta spin the goddamn well. But guys, I need you to tell me my Nicolas Cage movies. I want to knock that shit out this weekend. So I can you to please?
1: The last week, bitch. What? You're like, what are these?
0: I said you're fucking. Listen, kid. listen. You
1: know what I would do? You know what I would do? I, you know what I would do? I, what's the What's the list that Josh got to run through last year?
0: I don't know. I, I don't fucking have any uh, idea what that list is anymore. All right. Uh, well, I you
1: think said, you should suffer yeah. the same punishment that Josh suffered last year. Uh, uh, all right. Well, no, I think. Well, pick no, I out. find him? I'll get him again for you.
0: Okay. All right. But just know that I, the one I'm watching is called Renfield.
1: Yes, I know. You you okay. want it Renfield?
0: Yes, that's my pick.
1: You don't get a pick, asshole. Yes, I do. No, you don't. We pick what movies you watch. No, he he.
0: Yeah, he gets the least one. We just
1: pick out of the goodness of our heart last year. You don't get to pick this year.
0: Well, fuck yourself.
1: (laughs) So you wanna you wanna just keep giving us dead air, Mike, or you wanna start talking? What the fuck,
0: fuck, dude? I didn't know what you guys are fucking doing over there. Jesus Christ! Can you guys fucking fucking,
1: circle jerk in each other? What do you think we're doing?
0: Can you guys do something so I'm not stuck doing everything? Can you guys please please hey, make yourselves all, fucking all, useful and fucking this is
1: this is this is a bootleg Nike shoe factory. So guess what? Who's working, man? <laughs> <Not the Asian. laughs> hey, all I all I said was I put the movies on the the thing last time and you were like, What are these? I said, the movies you gotta watch. And oh, it's not dude. my oh, fault. Oh, you fucked oh,
0: up. Oh. I got you now. You posted it in the fucking the Riverside yes. FM chat. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Got you. I got you. Okay. All right. All right.
1: So, Can you still pull it up is the question? Yeah,
0: I can still pull it up. I got it.
1: Okay. I'll get it. Cool. Yeah.
0: Cool. All right and I I'm going
1: to do uh, Sam, now, another news are
0: coming up join We're riverside up so next. I
1: can I can what? Go ahead. I said join riverside so I know you're not fucking cheating on the wheel and in the helmet drawing.
0: I uh, all right are you on there now I'll I'll, I'll I will up. be on
1: there in 2 seconds. Okay. I good. am on there.
0: All right, I'm coming.
1: I'm just going to assume that you're, cheating, you're not Mike. That's that's not what your wife said. Wow. I'm going to just am just going to I'm just going to assume that you're cheating Mike.
0: Wow, okay. Of course you will. Because you're fucking dildo. <laughs> right.
1: I know I'm not doing no, either. either. Uh, let's see.
0: The juggalo. I hope I. I hope to God I don't get to the juggalo. By the way, Sam, we're doing the fucking beer mile when I come up there next week. Okay.
1: We're oh, doing. I thought, we'd go, I thought I was doing the beer mile with you. Oh, now you're you changing can. it.
0: You can't. Oh, now I'm hearing a fucking huge echo on you. Okay. Whatever. I can That's do. That's because like I wasn't on the
1: Riverside shit.
0: Yeah. All right. All right. So let me. Before we get to the wheel, and before we get to all that shit, let's talk. Let's talk of this. Is George Pickens, I don't know if you heard about George Pickens uh, last weekend or not, but he, he had a bad game. He had like two catches for negative one yards. He dropped, uh, not dropped, but he had a touchdown and called back because he didn't get. That. Um. Then when Deontay Johnson scored the touchdown to put the Steelers, I think, ahead, um, he had left. Uh, He left the field. Then he went on like Instagram and Twitter and took down all of his Steelers mentions uh, among other things. Um, and he just seemed to be very unhappy with the offense. Mike Tomlin doesn't seem to be, um, giving this any credence. He says it's down the list of things he cares about. Uh, and it seems like his teammates are helping to guide him through his frustrations. Um, just saying you got to find ways to maximize your opportunities is this a bad i mean we obviously know that this is a bad look for for him but what is going on in Pittsburgh where they seem to get these players that they at least that wide receiver that are total <laughs> divas man and i feel like it's just another example of Mike Tomlin not really running a strict ship cuz could you could, could, basically, could you
1: imagine any other receiver in the league right now doing this? No, I'm uh, no, going, no, not at all. I'm going to go not against you on that one. So wait, can I, I, can I make one point real quick before you guys jump into it?
0: Yeah, yeah, go Sam. Yep. So,
1: so re- real quick, real quick, one thing I, I I did notice that with with the Steelers receivers is that they kind of crown their receivers in their mini camps and their off season. And that expectation, they kind of feed them that expectation into their number ones or who they want to be a number one. Times they don't pan out. And that's why they have a lot of frustration. I think that he's been force-fed since last year that you're going to be the guy, you're going to be the guy, you're going to be the guy, and he isn't as of right now. Okay. Okay. So uh, I'm going to say I think everybody that goes to the Steelers knows what kind of team the Steelers are. They are a defense-driven team that they run first offense. They're looking to run first and then pass. Now, George Pickens came in as the number two last year, and the only reason why he became a number one last year was because Deontay Johnson got hurt. But a couple games into the season, and then he was out for the whole year. That's why George Pickens was thrust into that number one. Now that Deontay Johnson's back – George Pickens isn't the number one anymore. Deontay Johnson is. Is there drama? Absolutely. I don't, I don't put any blame on Mike Tomlin. I'm not going to say a bad word about that man just for the fact that he has never had a losing season since he's been a coach. Yes, he's had diva receivers, but that team wins with shit. I'm sorry. They probably should be fucking one in, one in seven, one in eight, As as far as that offense goes, the offense is terrible under Matt Canada, but they find a way to win games. That's on Mike Tomlin. I don't think it's Mike Tomlin. I mean, he's also won a Super Bowl, right? So he has he has a ring. One hundred percent. But
0: my biggest thing is Mike Tomlin's teams lately, the last five years are not very disciplined all the time. And I feel like a lot of stuff they get a lot of players that end up looking Antonio Brown towards the end, Juju Smith Schuster, now George Pickens, um, Artavius Bryant couldn't get his shit together. I just I don't know, man. I I I know Mike Tomlin's a good coach. And I'm not disagreeing there.
1: But well, not I one, not the only one that was actually. None of them were true number one receivers, though. They were all drafted later in the rounds. Antonio I, Brown no, sixth
0: round pick, dude.
1: He was a what? I thought he was a second round pick.
0: No, Antonio Brown was taken in like the fifth or sixth round.
1: Oh yeah, so that's what I'm saying. They don't. They don't get number one receivers. These they, what, they develop the receivers what, to be a good number one or a good number two.
0: if a receiver is taken in the first two rounds or so, then they're they're expected to be a top receiver. T. Higgins was a was a second round receiver. Ramon Ross St. Brown was a third round receiver. So, just because you're Wait, not, taking how often, the often first are the Steelers? Round, how
1: often are the Steelers taking a wide receiver in the first round? Look at that. Uh, well, they've. They, uh, they don't. They don't. No, they, 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 don't. They, they 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 work on their development of these wide receivers because they have a good development, you know, for, uh, foundation for that shit. And like I said, the Steelers, the Steelers are built for defense, and they're built for the run, running game. That's what they're. That's what they're known for. Yeah. They're not. They're not. They're not there like like the Bengals are right now with with two number one receivers. They're not like the Bills. They're not like well, all these other teams. You're
0: right. Since number since 1999, right, the Steelers have taken three receivers in the first round. That's it. 1999, yeah. Troy Edwards, 2000, Plaxico Burris, 2006, it was Santonio Holmes. And guess what? Two yeah. of those guys
1: were actually very productive in their careers. And yeah, both Santonio to be the Holmes
0: and Plaxico Burris. But Plaxico Burris was mostly productive for the Giants.
1: Well, I mean, but it's it's playing well for the Steelers that got him onto the Giants team, no? Yeah. Or was it the other way around? No, he he started with the Steelers and went to the Giants.
0: Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. like I I would say that in Pittsburgh before he signed as a free agent, he had two thousand yard receiving seasons in two thousand one two thousand two. He had gotten, in 2004, which was the last year of his rookie contract, he only played in 11 games, caught 35 balls for 698 yards, and was kind of banged up, and the Steelers decided to let him walk. And he signed with the New York Giants, where he had three three pretty good years. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And Antonio Holmes caught the, you know, uh, game-winning touchdown, you know.
0: All right, so. Is our uh, so now that we have kind of talked the Steelers and uh, let's go to their uh, division uh, rival here, the Cincinnati Bengals. The Bengals are have won four in a row. They just beat the Seahawks, the 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 Forty Niners, and the Bills. Are the Bengals now fully healthy? Wow. Well, that remains to be seen now with Chase and Higgins. But are the Bengals with Joe Burrow fully healthy, the scariest team in the AFC?
1: 100%. Not yet.
0: Not yet. Not yet. 100%, right. yeah. Okay. Well, let's, let's hear from Sam first. I want to hear from Sam first on this one. I,
1: I think that the Ravens can give them a run for their money. If they get their play calling and the rest of their offense, their run game – if they can get that moving, the Ravens are just as deadly as the the Bengals are in that in that AFC. Right? Interesting.
0: Do you think they're just? And I'm not
1: putting I'm not putting Mahomes there because Mahomes can't really add any other talent to his plate right now. Really, you know, um, what he has is what he has to work with. That's why he's not. In my opinion, he's they're scary, but they're not like oh yeah, they're gonna blow us out type of scary. Lamar, on the other hand, if he gets moving, he could be a nightmare for other defenses.
0: Uh, see I, I I don't know, man. like I like the Ravens, and I think they're very good, but we see this a lot with the Ravens every single year. They start off hot or they have a really good regular season, and then they flame out in the playoffs every like we, we've seen this before. I've seen what's-his-face, Lamar Jackson get really hot and have a great regular season only to flame out in the playoffs, even going back to 2020, okay? 2020 uh, Baltimore Ravens finished the year, um, I think, uh, hold on, let's see what they were. They were 11-5 and five in 2020, and they started off – uh, they they started off pretty hot. They were one, two, three, five and one. Then they dropped four out of their next five. And then they, they ended the season winning five in a row. Okay. And they then proceeded to go ahead and get bounced um, in the playoffs, in the divisional round after going 11 and five. They just, I don't know, until you can show me, where they're winning games in the playoffs, I'm not gonna believe in them really. I mean no, they, I, agree.
1: Just, I agree with that. I agree with that. Know, I agree.
0: I mean last year, yeah, they were ten and seven. They started uh one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. They started seven and three. And then Lamar Jackson gets hurt and then they kind of limp limp into the uh into the uh off into the postseason. And then they once again with Tyrone Huntley as quarterback got bounced by the Bengals in the uh, in the wild card round. So I, I don't know. One thing, their defense one thing... Is, is very good, oh, go but I, I don't know if I
1: trust the, the
0: offense.
1: I also don't trust the offense, by the way. It's not that I do. I'm hoping that from now until the end of the year, if I was a Ravens fan, you know, that's why I see them as dangerous, that they get their shit together. And, you know, one of the things that was like the dark cloud looming over every one of those Ravens teams and the postseason was whether Lamar would resign or not and where he would go, you know, does it make any – that loomed over after his MVP season pretty much. So, that that kind of outside distraction is no longer there. Yeah. Well, I'll, now, I'll, I, I, still, I, I still think the Bengals are the, the team to beat. Yes, they might – the Ravens might beat them, but – come playoff time, that Bengals team is going to be a very hard out. They've been there. They know how to win, just like Kansas City knows how to win. This Ravens team, like Louis Saint, they don't know how to win in the playoffs. And if you can stop Lamar from rushing and you can hold him in the pocket, his receivers aren't good enough to beat you. They're just not. No. So, I, like Lucy, I don't trust the offense. At all, so it's going to be very interesting to see on what happens on Thursday next Thursday's game if the Bengals can rebound and take that win back because that's exactly what they need to do.
0: They have Um, to, or or else, or
1: else we're not winning the division. Nope, but that I I think the Bengals are back. Like, I I, your question is, are they the most dangerous team? One hundred percent, they are. I think they have the best offense going right now. Um, they can score on you uh quickly if they really wanted to, or they can they can move the ball to get first downs to end the game quickly too. I don't trust Kansas City. They don't scare me at all. I don't think they're that good. Yes, no, they beat a very all- talented Miami
0: Yeah
1: <clears throat> Yeah, well, they beat Miami, a very no, talented here's Miami. About team.
0: Miami, Josh, Miami is <laughs> Six and 0 against losing teams, and they're 0-3 against teams with a winning record. They've lost to exactly. Kansas City, Buffalo, and then they I forget their other loss off, Philly. off the top of my head.
1: What's that? Philadelphia. Philadelphia. Philadelphia.
0: Yeah, so they—they they Miami's going to have to prove to me that they can beat playoff-caliber teams because in the end, at the end of the day, that's all that matters. Once you get the and you're gonna see those teams in the playoffs,
1: right? You're gonna see those teams in the playoffs, the ones you've lost to, the ones you've lost to in the regular season. You're gonna see them again in the postseason if you make it there.
0: Right. Exactly. Exactly. So here's my thing about the Ravens. Let me point this out. The Ravens have played a pretty soft schedule this thus far. Yes, they're two toughest teams aside from the Bengals that they beat were a good Detroit team who they blew out. And then they beat out a pretty good Seattle team. They, they blew them out. Okay. But their first win was against Houston. Houston was starting a rookie quarterback, CJ Stroud in his very first start that game. If that's, if that game is played this week, probably a different story. Do I think Houston wins the game? No. But do I think they lose 25-9? to 9? No. I, I think the Ravens maybe win that game like 24-20 to 20 or something like that. It's probably a much closer game.
1: Field goal or so less, right?
0: Right, yeah. Bengals, they beat by three points, and that was with Joe Burrow not quite healthy yet. And if you remember, Josh, that was the game where Burrow re-aggravated his calf injury on a touchdown celebration. Yep. So. So then they beat Cincinnati there by three points. Then they beat the Colts. Then they beat Cleveland without Deshaun Watson, I believe. Or maybe Deshaun Watson was playing. Either way. Uh, then they lost to Pittsburgh. They they squeaked by Tennessee, and then they've blown out Detroit. Then they barely beat Arizona, and then they blew out Seattle. So not exactly a murderer's row of playoff teams, the schedule does get a little harder now. They get Cleveland again, Cincinnati, the Chargers, they're at Jacksonville and they end the season at Jacksonville, at San Francisco, Miami, Pittsburgh. That's a, that's a pretty daunting. So, let's just say they beat Cleveland and they get to 8 and 2. If they lose to Cincinnati and they're sitting at 8 and 3. Maybe they lose to the Chargers. Maybe I, I don't know yet. I don't feel confident in picking but, against the Ravens in that game, but it's a possibility, especially with the Chargers fighting for the playoffs. Maybe they're sitting at eight oh. and four. Then who knows? You know, let's say they beat Jackson the the Rams. That's nine wins. They're sitting at nine and four with Jacksonville, San Francisco, Miami, and
1: Pittsburgh
0: all looming still.
1: That's so, hold on, but hold on. I, I see that, but I, on the flip side. If if they do pile up the losses and they end up as a wild-card team, I don't think anyone wants to play the Ravens as a wild-card matchup. I don't either. think – to be honest with you, Sam,
0: I don't think any team that's that would be in the top three seeds are worried about the Ravens in the wild-card round getting them at home with the Ravens having to go on the road and beat a team. I'm telling you, Excited. if the Ravens – Let's let's okay. So Except let's say let's say, let's say hypothetically Kansas City's the number one seed. Well, they're not getting the Ravens in the in the wild card round, right? Because they have the bye. So so then it's you got your two seed, which might be Cincinnati, okay. And let's say three seed, maybe it's Miami Dolphins, okay. And let's say the Ravens are the highest seed; they're the five seed. Let's say they have to face in the first round Jacksonville on the road. Let's say Jacksonville's a four seed. And if and if Baltimore wins, and Cincinnati and Miami hold serve, they would Cincinnati would play Miami in the next round. Baltimore would go to Kansas City. I don't think Mahomes and company are scared of Baltimore.
1: They're not. But hold on. Oh, what I'm just is that- what I'm, I'm saying calling is the, bullshit the, the, on that one right now. Wait,
0: how are you calling bullshit on that, Josh? You, I'm I, calling I wanna, bullshit yeah. on that one. Sam, I, I don't want to cut you off, so you go
1: first. I, 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 then no, no, what uh, I'm saying is that, so guess who the loser in this, in this scenario is? It's actually, is? actually this upstart Jacksonville team, right? That's supposed oh, yeah. to go deeper than the first round, right? So they don't want to yeah. see the Baltimore Ravens in, in the playoffs. They don't. I don't think Kansas City won't either. And it, you know this. You know this, Mike. It, it takes a little bit of momentum, and the next team that has to see them, you know, it'll be a little bit harder as as they if they move on.
0: Yeah.
1: I don't uh, think Kansas City is a threat this year. I'm sorry. You, you I say think if, that. If the Ravens, but they still have
0: the If the, the Ravens,
1: coach. It, it doesn't matter if the Ravens play Kansas City, no matter where it's at the Ravens win that game. I'm no telling way. you. No, I'm sorry. They will be I don't think you could outright team. say that because uh, Mahomes keeps you in the game pretty much till the end, man. Like, even if that's the case, I could see Kansas City squeezing one out. I don't at all. I I, I, I have better faith in better this year, Baltimore's kicking game. I've got better faith in that offense, Baltimore's offense, to be able to run the ball, to run the pass and pass the ball against that defense. Kansas City's off.
0: defense is legit this year. I
1: get that. I get that. But you got to remember, the Ravens, off, the Ravens' defense isn't that bad either. No, I don't the see Ravens Kansas defense, City the moving the ball right, is, is too well. It's very
0: good. It's very good.
1: You shut very, down Travis Kelsey. You shut down Travis Kelsey. Game over. The only reason why, really, Kansas City won against the Dolphins was for the fact that they had multiple turnovers. They had a uh, pick six go the other or a fumble oh, yeah. recover the other oh, way. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They don't win that oh, game no, without I some league, turnovers. I'm, I'm telling you. i not to be a fumble return for a touchdown, right? Uh, I do. 100% agree. I hear, don't I see Kansas thing. City as a threat this year. I'm sorry. They Kansas don't have State the weapons.
0: Do. They do have weapons that are developing. I'm telling you now, they I don't think, don't think have the Rocky
1: have is going to be pretty good. Yes, Ross two two receptions in. for thirty eight yards. That's pretty good. Are you fucking Dude, kidding me? It was the slowest. Come of the on, kid. he's a rookie receiver, Josh. Just wait a he, second. He's just getting his feet wet. I'm yes. Jamar Chase was a rookie quarter uh, receiver three years ago, and look what numbers he put up.
0: He was listen, fifth, he was playing eighth. with
1: his childhood he was playing with his fucking college quarterback, bro. And he don't, was f- in the draft.
0: Rice was the third. Don't give me that bullshit, man. Josh.
1: Look at the look at the caliber and then look at you know who he got set but, up with to play with. No. All I'm saying all I'm saying is I don't think Kansas City would, would beat the Ravens this year. I don't.
0: Okay. Well, we can make that bet down the line. I'll make, make that, that bet, bet right now. All right. Let me spin right. the wheel, Josh. Uh, As you are eagerly awaiting Come to the screen I will share it Then we'll draw our helmets
1: Did you just tell him to come on the screen?
0: Yes, I did Gross, gross Alright Disgusting, disgusting See what I fucking have to get I'm I'm fucking doing the goddamn 12 hours of cage So here we go Not the juggalo Not the juggalo Not the juggalo Double death, double death Oh no! No! What is it?
1: The long cane Polly. Joe? do with
0: Big Joe, baby. Oh God! Well, Joe's not on the show, so Josh, I think you can substitute for him.
1: <laughs> oh, so we'll do. We can do the beer mile and a long cane Polly.
0: Yes, yeah, all on the same day. So uh-huh.
1: I'll make sure I get all sweaty for you.
0: Oh, yes. And then I have to take a belly shot right to the face on a jump shot, just like in the long game of Ollie. <laughs> Oh, fuck. Yes. God damn it. God damn it. All right. You got to catch it in slow-mo, too. Yes. Yeah. Well, we have to have somebody working the camera that'll actually, you know, get the video and then send it to us in a timely manner.
1: All right. But like, like the last video we did last year, and we still yeah. don't have it? Exactly.
0: Yeah. Exactly. All right, so let's get to our helmet picks. We got the Eagles, the Dolphins, Chiefs, and Rams all on by this week. Who wants to go first?
1: I'll go first this I'll go week. First. I'll go first. All right,
0: Josh beats to it. Josh is going first. Don't right. get the golden helmet of death of freedom, please. Don't get the golden <laughs> helmet of freedom. Ooh, the Green Bay Packers. Hold on. Let me pull up the daily line here. They're playing the Steelers.
1: Put it back.
0: Are they playing the Steelers? The Packers are – wait, before I I put it back, let's just say the Packers are three-and-a-half-point dogs on the road. You're putting it back? You still want to put it back?
1: Yes. Okay. That offense does not seem like it's going at all. Please be worse. Please be worse.
0: Ooh, Atlanta Falcons.
1: I'll take it. They're playing Arizona, baby.
0: Yes, but
1: they well, are. Colin Murray's coming, coming back, by the way. Colin Murray's coming oh, back yeah, this week, by the way, FYI. i yeah. will yeah, be all right.
0: One-and-a-half-point favorites on the road. All right, Sam, you Hold can on go next. Hold do
1: is win, 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 win.
0: Ooh, Sam, Houston Texans, they're playing the Bengals. Houston Texans are seven-point dogs on the road. Do you want to keep it or put it back? Put it back. All right. Oh, Sam, you lucky bastard. 49ers. The 49ers. Hey, they got I'll a good team, They played Jacksonville. They're three-point favorites. They need a W, the they
1: need, and they've been dying for a dub, bro. <laughs>
0: What's that?
1: I said they've been dying for a dub. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're going to come out on fire.
0: Yes, I agree. All right, so Sam's got the 49ers, you lucky bastard. All right, I draw the... New York Giants. I'm
1: definitely
0: putting them back. That shit's going back. The Giants are... <laughs> you about to get double death, cuz. are 16-point to get on double the death, road to Dallas. They're definitely going back. The
1: Giants are going back. Pick the Giants death, again, baby. Double death. <laughs> double death.
0: <laughs> oh shit!
1: Hold on. Oh, he. No, he did it out. on purpose. He dropped it on purpose. He fucking cheated. Oh, oh, he got the double collision and he put. it was in the double death, himself. dude. I
0: had two helmets and one fell out. You asshole.
1: Now you have to take I the Jets. You have no it. choice. There's no choice. Cheating. You have to take the Jets. Oh, I mean, I did that shit again? What? I seen another helmet in his hand, and he picked another one. Like, oh shit, there we go. You bastard, oh. guy. There was, look. I'm not doing
0: anything here. You fucking Josh I is just, just starting up
1: shit. I, 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 I think you need have, to stick with the Giants now because a, a penalty on your point. On your no, point. no.
0: So yeah, no,
1: a so, penalty to kind no, of rig the game. Raven. This is this is Josh this is,
0: trying is trying we're talking about the integrity
1: it. of our game right now. Hey, all right. You, you damn well know. <laughs> like you, you got it down. You got it down, so I can't see it. And it's, like your hand's going, you're looking down, and you're like, "Oh, oh, no, there we go." This I'm not Hama even Gate. looking down, you bastard, guy. I'm looking. This is before.
0: Oh, here, look, look. Is this better? You fucking tuck yes. hung- the browns. <laughs> You fucking cunt. The Browns are six-point dogs on the road to the Ravens. So that's my team, the Browns. Six-point dogs. Fucking you ass, ass. You
1: should have had to... We should have forced you to take the Giants. No. I put Dude, it You're back. completely rigging the game. I mean, There's Josh no rigging, called it you as he saw it. I was
0: sitting you there fucking it. drawing that This random. is not, this is not a fucking county fair
1: game, bro. Shit. You can't rig shit like that. <laughs>
0: How am I rigging it? Do you know the helmet that was in my hand, by the way, when Josh saw one drop, do you know the helmet that was in my hand and I put it back because the one helmet dropped? Was the golden helmet of freedom helmet, and I put it back. It
1: was a double death
0: was well, not the
1: double death. Listen, all I know is that car- Josh caught you cheating, bro. Josh caught you cheating Steelers on The Steelers
0: was the one that fell on the fucking floor, you ass clown. And then said a,
1: that was the golden helmet.
0: No, the golden helmet was in my hand, and then the Steelers helmet fell on the floor. I, drew, I picked them both up on accident at the same time.
1: I but think there's some shenanigans going on here.
0: Well, I got the I fucking agree. drought, so it's not like I drew the fucking, like, goddamn 49ers like fucking Sam did. And by the way, Sam, if anything, I also w- may have looked down in the basket. Josh didn't call that out when I was drawing it for you, even though I looked down and maybe saw a golden helmet. And Wait, listen, let, let's,
1: let's, not, let's not go back in time and discuss oh, no, things no, that, no, you know.
0: No, no, we don't want to talk about that now. Now, Sam, no, now, it, now it's going to go back
1: and not, on, no, no, now, no, no, is that Don't deflect, right? Mike. You don't deflect. You, you got caught.
0: Just own it there was no
1: and catching. move
0: on. There was no catching, you fucking cunt. There was no catching a fucking helmet Listen, dropped down. The, the more you curse,
1: the more curse. you seem guilty right now, Mike. Oh, yeah? Exactly. I just said. Just fucking...
0: All right, so we are continuing on. <laughs> I, I thought i could mute this too. God damn it!
1: Second. All right, moving on. I, I, I was trying to. I, I was trying to go fishing with you for a bit, you know. Yeah, I, I know. <laughs> I'm sitting. I'm sitting there in the camera, sitting there laughing at him so bad. I saw you. <laughs> I, was, like, I got I saw you, motherfucker. I know. Bunch I did that shit on purpose. Bunch of assholes I fucking so have to Gotta love it, baby. Gotta love it.
0: Alright, so word dropped yesterday that Jim Harbaugh his punishment should be handed down tomorrow. He could be getting suspended again. Uh if 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 Harbaugh's suspended for the rest of the season, is that too light of a punishment, Josh? So I don't
1: agree. I'm sorry. I don't agree with, uh, I'm sorry, I, I don't agree with the end game in season suspension.
0: Okay. There's not
1: there's not. Yes, there's evidence, but the NCAA already came out and said he was not. He did not know about it. So why are you gonna punish the head coach for something that the rest of the team might have did? Hey, can I I honestly, for a second, Josh?
0: Do you really think he didn't know yeah. about it? Come on, man.
1: Oh 100%. So, so guys, I know I know he knew about it. Okay. I'm sure he knew about it. So, but but Josh, I read an article today that they said that there were other Big 10 schools doing the exact same thing. But they weren't caught recording. That's the difference. They oh, were okay. they, and, and Rutger, they, Rutgers was on that list. You know, and, Rutgers, and you know coaching, Yeah, you know who you know, you know who's co- coaching Rutgers again, right? Mr. Yeah. Shana, who was, yeah. Fucking, he was uh, on Ohio State. Fucking crook. He's a crook. He's a crook. So, so, so I will say this. Yes, other teams, other teams knew Michigan signs. I think they knew what Michigan was doing. So, a way to get back at Michigan was to tell other people their signals. That's what Ohio State. That's what Rutgers did, because there's allegations that Michigan was doing the same thing against college playoff opponents. Like, they did that with South Carolina when South Carolina played Tennessee. Tennessee okay. was the number one team in the country at the time, and they were fucking scoring left and right. And then all of a sudden, this South Carolina team, Spencer Rattler had the game of his life. How? How all of a sudden does that South Carolina team upset Tennessee if, it was, if they didn't have knowledge of their signals ahead of time? So – there's that rumor. Well, can I make one point though? The NCAA has come out and said that it's not a an offense to steal signs. It's not like a different sport like baseball or uh, uh, I don't even know, like uh, maybe even basketball. I don't know. The sign stealing in football can it can kind of set up a certain way of play calling, but it's not that crazy. Of an offense which is why the the NCAA has not made it a punishable offense yet no it is it is it, it you are not allowed to record you're not allowed to attend uh, in season games of your opponents that you're going to play you are not allowed to videotape your opponent's sideline that's what Michigan got caught doing they were going oh, so, all so the video the in-season. videotaping, and and the going is the offense but like the actual cause I, again I read it in multiple places that stealing yes. signs is not an offense. correct in, in game sense. in game you can you can decipher the signs. In game. Yeah. But you are not allowed to go to future opponents games, scout and video record their sidelines. That's so there's against a, the bylaw
0: to get rid of this. Put mics You gotta in put the fucking
1: helmets. Helmet. You gotta put mics in the helmets. Yeah, but
0: just like they do in the NFL. Just like they do. But in the NFL. I,
1: I, love, I love how Joel Clot came, came out and said this. Like the reason, yes, all these coaches are going to say it on TV. They're up in arms. This is the way to fix it. But you don't think they're going to their AD right behind, behind closed doors? No, we don't want that. We don't want that because it does give them a competitive advantage if they can decipher the signs, right? If you okay. don't have that capability, then it's it's on, more on a level playing field, so you're not getting that advantage anymore. So college okay. coaches are like, yes, we want it, but behind closed doors, no, we really don't want it. And I think that's what's going on in college football.
0: Okay.
1: But as far as in-season suspension, no, I don't, I don't agree with it. I, I think you let all the evidence come out. And if it is as is bad as is what they're saying, and there's now another story that Blake Quorum And Connor Stallions was in business, and he came out and denied that. There's so much going on at Michigan right now between the recruiting violations and now this. I think the NCAA will act act after after the season, and I think they're going to take games away from Michigan. So I I think they're going to now, let's let's say hypothetically, hypothetically, let's say they win the college football. Uh, you know, championship. They're going to strip them of that based on this. Uh, I think 100%. Yeah, they would. Oh, they want them to do that so they could strip no. it. That's very nice. I don't think. I good. think so. I think I I no. I I honestly think if they already got caught cheating with that, so if they're caught cheating in season against current opponents, they're going to go back the last year and the year before. They're gonna they're gonna go back and say, hey. These wins are all now null and void. Sorry, like they did with USC, right? And Ohio State, yes. right. Tattoo gate, baby. We had to get, give all them wins back. I mean, how, how small does that look in comparison to what's going on now in the world? <coughs> how minute I mean, does that look: I mean, a cheating, you're cheating, you're affecting, you're affecting the playoff system. You're affecting games, you're affecting money at that point. When I and they the other case was the, the player was getting amenities. The player was in front of foot. Right? Correct. It's a completely different thing, but that's crazy. Yep. Now, I, I think Michigan is a very, very good, talented team that could win without doing the cheating, without sign, getting, stealing the signs. They have that good of a team. They didn't yeah. need to do it, but they did it, and they got caught.
0: So, speaking of Michigan – there is quite a schedule of, of big games this weekend. Um, and if you guys need some time, or Josh, if you need some time, I can go with mine. But which top 25 teams should be on upset alert? Uh, I'll go
1: with yours first. And I'll All right. Well, first,
0: I'm saying Michigan needs to be on upset alert going to Penn State. There's a lot of turmoil going on in Michigan right now. I think it's a lot of distractions. Penn State is still a top-ten team. Yes, they lost to Ohio State in a close game. They couldn't really move the ball against Ohio State. But they that game was on the road at Ohio State. They get Michigan at home. I, I think Michigan uh, should be on upset alert. The other top-25 team that I'm putting on upset alert This week um, is, honestly, I think Oregon needs to watch out. They're playing a reeling USC team who just lost to Washington by 10 in a shootout. But Oregon still has to face Caleb Williams and company. They can still score. USC's three losses, other than the game to Notre Dame, have been fairly close. They lost by two to Utah, lost by 10 to Washington. I think Oregon needs to be on upset alert on this game because if this game is a game Oregon has to win. Cause if they lose it, they can go ahead and wave goodbye to. Can
1: Those I go ahead? My- Cause I don't, I don't say much about college football. Can I go ahead and give you my one pick?
0: Yes. Yeah. Yes.
1: Um, I know it's a little bit of a long shot. I know the line is like nine and a half, but uh, I I think Utah has a little bit of positive momentum going. They could possibly okay. push the needle with Washington.
0: Okay. Okay.
1: And that's, you know, I kind of just see that as like a, a possible upset, so I'm going with that. Very good. All right. I'm, I'm going to go with two teams that play – down south in the home state of Florida. I think Florida State needs to be on upset alert against Miami. It's a rivalry game. It's a rivalry game. They're always played pretty tough. It's a Dragon Raids game. Exactly. Who's Miami
0: beat this year, though?
1: Uh, Not many, but – I would still put them as an upset alert. I mean, Florida State hasn't looked all that impressive over the last few weeks. They just really haven't. So, I think I think Miami might be a team that could upset them. Okay.
0: Fair enough. Excellent. 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 It should be a good weekend, man. We got quite a. a a a lot of good games, you know, Uh, even some like underrated games like Alabama at Kentucky uh, should be a good one. I think Arizona at Colorado uh, as Deion Sanders is trying to get off their snide as Colorado's looked very, very bad the last couple weeks. And then a sneaky Tennessee at Missouri game, 13 and 14 uh, ranked teams. Uh, The line is
1: real close. The line is real. It's a point. Is it a point? And then you yeah, got Ole
0: Miss traveling to Georgia, which is—I uh, think Georgia might have a tough game there with Ole Miss. We'll see, but I, I think I think that's—it's going to be a fun Saturday, man. So,
1: um, you know, the Maryland Nebraska line isn't that big either. It's two and a half. Right now, who's
0: favored? Is Maryland still favored in that game?
1: Uh, uh, yes, Maryland is still favored in that game. Over okay. under is forty-four and a half.
0: Yeah. Nebraska is a quarterback away from probably being a nine-win team this year with that defense that they've had. They, they've If they had a quarterback that could not turn the ball over and could throw the ball for more than 180 yards in a game, I think we'd be fine. It's god-awful. but
1: all Sounds right. like you
0: got yourself a Zach Wilson, buddy. We do. We have <laughs> a Zach Wilson. We have a Mark Sanchez. We have a <laughs> fucking uh, – we have terrible quarterbacks right now. Um, I moving to NBA for just a little bit before we get to wrestling to finish the show. Um, a lot of hype's been made about the Boston Celtics. Uh, I think they started off like five and one or six and one this year. They looked really good. They're a very deep team. They just got
1: their first loss. They just had their first loss.
0: They just had their first loss. Okay. What yep. are the what are the chances, Sam? of Boston getting to 70-plus wins this year? Someone had mentioned it. I think it was uh, Stu Gotts on the Dan Levitard show. Colin Cowherd also believed that the Celtics could be, like, a 65-66 win team this year. What How? What do you think the odds are that the Celtics get to 70 or more wins this year?
1: Well, I think the odds are low, in my opinion, because, okay. you know, people are, are they're are – they're miscounting a lot of, like – Mid-season teams like like the Heat, they're definitely a mid-season team. They take oh, a while her. to get going, you know. They oh, take a while her. to get going, and when they get going, they'll knock out a team like the Celtics. Pieces in play, with the right things right. happening, it can easily happen on more than one occasion and, too.
0: And I don't think anybody really cares about winning like seventy. 70- 70 or 72 games, they care about winning the championship. And we saw with the Golden State Warriors, they went 73 and 9, but it didn't really matter until they lost in the finals that year. Absolutely. I think the Celtics would rather get to like 57 or 60 wins and win the championship than get to like 70, 71 wins and get bounced in the second round.
1: Yep, and not to mention those guys that are running for those games, Right, you have to keep in mind the mileage that they're tacking up. It is big right. time. In in today's NBA, a, a coach will take less wins to have his guys ready to go playoff time. Right.
0: Now, I guess you could make the argument. You could probably make the argument that the Celtics run roughly about eight eight deep or so. You know, you obviously got your starters in Tatum, Brown, Perzingis, Derek White, and Drew Holiday. And then – Sam Hauser, Al Horford, Peyton Pritchard off the bench, so they're about eight eight deep on the rotation,
1: which is pretty good. Uh, I it's good, but their bench their bench is not deep, in my opinion.
0: You're right. I I mean I don't think that Hauser and Peyton Pritchard are exceptional bench players. They're they're not, but. I do like Derek White and Holiday in the backcourt, and I love the frontcourt of Porzingis, Tatum, and Brown. I, I think their starting five might be as good as anybody in the league. I think the I think defensively, with White, Holiday, yes. and Brown, they are extremely difficult on defense.
1: Absolutely. Um, they're, they're,
0: they're, guys, like,
1: they're guys that they're guys that can play defense and offense on the same trip. Yes, like Porzingis or Brown. Porzingis or holiday that. or white rather, right?
0: Um, I do believe there's two two there are two teams though that are built that can beat the Boston Celtics the way they are built currently. Denver the Denver Nuggets are one of them. Because I don't believe that Boston, if you say to Porzingis, go guard Jokic. Jokic is a much bigger dude. Seven foot three hundred pounds. Porzingis is what? Six
1: ten two six. No No, no, no. no. Porzignis is 7'4", bro, 7'3". Oh,
0: he's 7'4". But is he? he's, yeah. like, what, like 270 pounds or so?
1: Yeah, he, he's skinnier. He's skinnier. But, like, the thing is not – even if you have him roam and cover Jokic, like, Jokic is that good of a, a, a passer that he'll just – he'll score 10 points and dish out 15, 16 assists, and they'll win the game, you know?
0: Right. And then if you look at it, if Michael Porter's healthy – and you got Aaron Gordon as well. Their size is a problem for Boston. The that and that's the biggest thing. Denver's size with a front court of Gordon, Jokic and Porter is a problem. Porter's six ten, six eleven. Uh Aaron Gordon's six nine, six ten. You know, Jokic is six foot eleven. I I I feel like Denver is a team that can give them a lot of problems, and then the other team, even though they're not as deep, I still think Phoenix is a team that's built to give Boston problems. So I think both teams that could give Boston problems are out west. I don't think there's a team out east that matches up well against Boston. Not
1: even Milwaukee, because I think so. I, I think I think Milwaukee um, does well against. Uh, the Celtics, but the only reason why is that if you have enough scorers on a team like the Suns do and yeah. the Bucks do, you give that that defensive-minded starting five of Boston more to work on defense than they can actually put in for offense. Okay, okay. So I, I think that you know KD, Beal, Booker will give them too much on the uh, on the defensive side. It's, it'll be too much effort on the defensive side for them to actually counteract and score. It may may come down to three or four of those guys playing defense and then Tatum trying to score on by himself on the other side. Right. Yeah.
0: Well, then also I didn't realize this, but the bucks outside of Giannis, if you look at guys that can shoot the three on the bucks, they got, they got several, they got Damian, they got Dame, they got Chris Middleton, I forgot that they signed Malik Beasley in the offseason and they got Pat Connaughton. All those guys I believe are shooting roughly uh uh from three point range uh over 35%. Uh yep. Beasley's at 40%. I uh, they even got Jay Crowder who's at and Cameron Payne who are shooting over 50% so far. Um
1: yeah, uh, they shooters they definitely yeah. shooters That's it. And guess what? They have volume shooters, too, if they want to. Right. With with, with Dame and, and Chris. Chris can be a volume shooter as well, spot-up yeah. volume shooter.
0: All right. Last NBA question, um, and I'll have more NBA stuff next week because uh, there's a lot of trade rumors getting heated up now. But um, question on uh, for you, Sam, about this. And, and, Josh, feel free to chime in on NBA stuff. But Victor Wembanyama. What is your take? Has he so far this season lived up to the hype?
1: So, so the one thing I'll say is that um, like NFL defenses, right, <clears throat> NBA defenses will find a way to find a flaw in his game. Um, okay. I'm, not, I, I'm not one of those that will say that he's generational and he's flawless because there are smart enough coaches in the league to find a d- defensive way to to you know pull him out of his game or stifle him in some manner. A team like Minnesota, if they had a defensive-minded coach, I think with two big men can can easily stifle Victor. Easily. Between Gobert so, and Towns, yeah. Yeah. I think ahead. that you can you, you can you can kind of slow down the 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 train that that is Victor Wembanyama. I mean, he's going to be good, not He's not going to be generational yet, though. He's going to take a year or two to develop, just like every other big man has. The difference between like your Anthony Davises and your Kevin Durant's, because they were tall, lanky, skinny as well, is that these guys came into the league different time. But they were they came in as scores. Like they, Anthony Davis is also a very like a defensive minded big man as well. Yeah. So well, and KD K- came in as score, pretty much.
0: I would agree with you that he's not quite there yet but i disagree that he's not generational and yeah he might take it he might not be till he's you know 23 24 where we're really because he's only 19 right now so we might not see him be that guy take in
1: consideration injuries at his size too bro
0: possibly you know. yes uh but here's the thing that Wimbignana it's not just scoring, right? The dude, yeah, he's averaging nineteen point four points per game. That's that's fine. And he's shooting uh seventy five percent from the free throw line and he's shooting forty six percent from the field, thirty two percent from three point range. But he's almost blocking three shots per game and stealing the ball one point he's averaging one point three steals per game.
1: Yeah, I mean, look, this is why he ended up with Greg Popovich, right? The coach that can make him do those things.
0: But Let me tell you, for I uh, granted his rebounds are are lower than what you would like to see from a guy who's stubborn for a four, lot. lower. Right?
1: A lot. Don't even say a lower. lower, a lot lower, a lot lower.
0: But he's not down there maybe banging down low because of his frame. But if Wembyana averages roughly three blocks and one-and-a-half steals per game, that's all defensive team caliber numbers.
1: So, hold on. Right. Can I tell you, because he's not banging down side, down low, he, he, he has the ability to roam for those blocks, too. And he's helped defense. If you look at all of his blocks, I'm not saying that he's not good. All I'm saying is that he's working in the system that he's working in. It's going to take him time. I don't see generational because you can put Joel Embiid on that same – but Greg Popovich squad, and guess what? He'd probably do the same shit that Victor Wemian is doing as a rookie now.
0: Oh, by the way, can I just point out what Tim Duncan's stats were? Tim Duncan, would you say was Tim Duncan generational?
1: Not until later, but when he came in, he wasn't he wasn't nabbed as fucking generational. He was the best, and he was supposed to be the best for a long time. He turned generational after his fucking couple of years in the league, man.
0: Well, no, it's, you're either a generational talent or not, whether you develop or not at that, at, you know, end up developing to that. LeBron Absolutely James not. You, can take, you can take
1: players with raw talent, put them on shit teams, and then call them generational, and they end up not being that, right? So that's not true. You could have a player that, that comes in as, as a really highly touted player, and they become generational because of excellent coaching.
0: That's fine, but LeBron I would say was generational the minute he was drafted. Now Kobe Bryant was not generational until about year five or six. So but I, I still feel that if a player's generational, they're genera- you know at the minute that they come in. They might not have the stats or the or the highlight reels or the or the or the or the or the, Alex or the accolades to back it up yet. But I think you know when a guy's generational hell, Michael Jordan as a rookie you, everybody saw he was a generational talent. His first year in the league, and, I mean, he dropped sixty-three points. I want to see.
1: Story. I want to see a seven-foot-four Victor Weminyana play sixteen seasons, bro. That's, that's you know part of being generational is longevity. Yao Ming right. is the next biggest guy that played for as long as he could.
0: Yeah. Well, Tim Duncan played what? Uh, he played a total fifteen seasons, sixteen seasons. So. He was there for a while. Yeah, eight or eighteen. Tim Duncan years. was yeah.
1: way smaller, way smaller than the Victor Wembanyama is.
0: But what about Kareem, Kareem? Kareem played forever. He wasn't that much smaller than than uh, than Victor Wembanyama.
1: But it was a Kareem, different era. He, Kareem didn't bring the ball up. He didn't shoot threes. He wasn't moving true. his knees and his ankles the way Victor is now, man. Right. He's not playing right. transitional defense the way Victor is now. All right. Let's we'll see what happens. We'll see
0: what happens. He's got to put some weight on now. I don't disagree. All
1: right. All I say is that, you know what, the case study for something like that is Chet Holmgren. You know, I want to see how Chet does this year. And I'll have an idea what how big men can work in this league and, and be the way that they are with injuries or not, right?
0: Okay. Fair enough. All right. Josh, we had a big pay-per-view this past weekend. Crown Jewel in Riyadh, Saudi Arabia went off. What grade would you give WWE's crown jewel, and were you satisfied with some of the results?
1: I mean, the problem is, is it, WWE is starting to get stale and very predictable on who's going to win. And okay. this, this just shows this is another pay-per-view Roman Reigns wins by outside interference. I'm getting tired of the interference in his matches. You want to build him up to be unstoppable and, and the best uh, wrestler or whatnot, uh, you can't do it by having constant interruptions in his his matches. You can't have okay. him just hey, win because hey, somebody's interfering on the outside. Hey, Josh, can I ask you a quick question real quick? Yep. Uh, so, so, you know, being that we were in, like, a, a modern age of technology and information, you think some of these leaks on what may happen or what's supposed to happen kind of leaks out of the gyms into, like, training sessions and things like that, where people are automatically kind of reading about it before it actually happens? That's why they're kind of skewed? No, I mean, I 100% knew Ray Mysterio before. I didn't read anything. I, I just I had that feeling that Logan Paul was going to beat Ray Mysterio. Knew that was going to happen. I knew Cody Rhodes and Jay Uso wasn't going to lose. They're they're just building that to where they're not going to. Um, Roman Reigns, everybody knows Roman Reigns is going to win that against uh, L.A. Knight. It just there's no predictability. It, it's all predictable anymore. It, it's when are we going to have the unexpected? That's what re- yeah. that's what makes wrestling exciting, is when you don't expect something and it happens. Yes, I know yeah. they're not going to change the title on a Saturday afternoon because the pay-per-view is somewhere else. Completely understand. But you have to start changing some of these outcomes. It, 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 I would have been completely fine if Roman Way- Reigns won clean. And that's, I yeah. think that's what WWE hasn't been doing. And well, it's becoming very silly. I not why
0: they did that. They're trying to protect LA Knights. Because I think I'd LA Knights have a championship run. Later, so if he loses clean, it's harder to protect him. Even if it is clean, the Roman Reigns, the the three year running champion. But
1: but here's here's the thing. He's a good personality to make a run with, though. He's a good personality to make a run with. Would you not say that? One hundred percent. I one hundred percent agree with you. This is what I've read: is they they already think that he's his popularity has is about to peak and it's about to go down. That's why okay. they didn't want to do it. So they, don't, they don't see him winning the Royal Rumble and going okay. to WrestleMania to beat somebody for a title. That's not in the plans. That's not in their cards. So, so when Cody are you going to put that belt on LA Knight? There's, not, not. there's nothing coming up that you would do it. So he's going to be pushed to the background as a mid-card, and then you're going to start slowly building up. A, it's going to be The Rock and Reigns, or it's going to be Cody versus Roman Reigns. Yeah. So, well, I think
0: John Cena is retiring. That's
1: very predictable, right, Josh? That, You can see it happening, right, Josh? Well, oh, 100 You, you can, you, you can know who's gonna win. Pretty much, almost every pay per view. It just, it, it's getting tired and it's getting boring with it. I want, I want to see something that I don't expect. Yeah. I, I'm sorry. That's what I want. Can I ask you another question? Yeah. Is AEW bringing that kind of uh, you know unpredictable behavior? No, it does sometimes. Yes, I I, I mean because you you would expect the Young Bucks to win every single every single uh, pay per view or every single match and they haven't. And they're they can run the fucking show if they wanted to. That's not happening. You you can see Will Osprey come in and face Kenny Omega, and you you expect Kenny Omega to win because he's the AEW star and they give the win to Will Osprey. That's the type of unpredictability that that you want because you don't expect it. And and I think the WWE is just getting stale with it. And and it's going to be kind of interesting when WWE leaves Fox, because I I think Fox is the one pushing Reigns his run. Because I I, I think – they expected like a big name stars to be on that show all the time, like a Lesnar, like a Ronda Rousey, and they just haven't been. And now you got Roman Reigns that shows up every once in a while. You know, they didn't expect that. They wanted a the champion to be there all the time. So they they said, "Hey, this isn't a good investment anymore. So we're going to drop it. We're not going to do it." So that's why SmackDown's coming back to the USA Network. Um, rightfully so. That's where it belonged all these years, right? Hundred percent, hundred percent. And then I was I was reading an interesting stat, and I and I want to go back on this. During so Roman Reigns is getting ready to to pass Hulk Hogan's reign as champion. Do you know how many title defenses between TV, live events, and pay per views Hulk Hogan had? Over three hundred title defenses. Oh. You know how many Roman Reigns had in three years?
0: Fifty-four.
1: Holy 15. shit! Fifty-four.
0: Fifty-four. Okay. He's barely wrestling. That's the problem, right
1: there. He doesn't wrestle. They don't. They don't feature that title. And, no, you're and, right. Because at I'm, least
0: Hulk Hogan would have the occasional Saturday Night Main Event World Title defense. You know. And they
1: forced he, him, They forced him to do that.
0: He may yeah, they oh, not 100%. wanted
1: it. to do that. And they, they, they yeah, Reign, do
0: there it. was no Monday Night Raw or SmackDown in Hogan's era because Raw didn't come around to like, 1993 or so, and then Hogan was basically about to leave WWE at the time when Raw debuted. But, um, yeah, Hogan, uh, but that's crazy, I, and I, I didn't realize that. But, uh, yeah, Reigns needs to – they need to put that – title on someone who will defend it on, on occasion on, like, on SmackDown or on, you know, Raw or whatever, and then also, basically, you don't need to, then, he doesn't need to defend it at every pay-per-view, but damn, like, it should be the, the title, uh, well, it should the be title, than,
1: like, five pay-per-views a year. I'm sorry, the title needs to be featured on every single pay-per-view. It does. It does not need to be on... Five pay-per-views, six pay-per-views a year. It needs to be on all of them. I
0: don't that's know. That's how you build like, the
1: program. That's how you I feel build like stars.
0: Pay-per-views like Fastlane or some of the smaller ones. Yeah, but that's,
1: I I agree with Josh on that. That that that's what makes that pay-per-view bigger than it is. That title defense. And and then yep. you can build you can build other stars. You can't do that now because who are you going to build to face Reigns? You're going to have a one-off wrestling match. That's all Jey Uso got. That's all Sami Zayn got. That's all LA Knight's going to get because they're going to move on to something else, you know? What happened to the, the three matches? Like, hey, yeah. I want this return match, you know? You don't see that anymore. Yeah. I would, I'd be fine I, I think, with two I matches. Title defenses, I think title defenses on, like, Raw and on, on SmackDown should be happening <clears throat> more frequently than not. That brings it could happen on Monday night. Monday night, they That's- did it perfect. I love the fact that, Sa- that Seth Rollins had Sami Zayn come out, S- uh, Seth Rollins offered him a title match, and they had it that night. That was a shock factor. Like, oh, shit, we're going to get this match for the fucking title? Hell, yes. That's awesome. You're not seeing that on fucking SmackDown. You're not seeing that with Roman Reigns. I mean, Seth Rollins is probably getting close to as, as many title matches as Roman ha- Reigns has had in three years. And guess what? People don't interfere in Seth Rollins' matches for him to win. True. All right. I mean, I, I like I the fact that even if you're watching on TV, it, it could be just as exciting as a pay-per-view. 100%. I mean, you've got, you got to keep the audience captivated. Like, that's why I love Gunther. I think he's a great champion. Yes, he doesn't he doesn't wrestle every single Monday night, right? But he still defends his championship every couple of weeks on on TV. He does it at pay per views. He couldn't do it for this pay per view because he had visa issues. But I mean, that dude's a legit legit stud and can go. So. I don't know how marketable it's a he title is. on him I don't care I, I, I don't know how marketable he is though 100 percent I agree with you, but if you did it, you could actually do it. I, there are some stars it, it, it depends on how the star gets over, organically or if it's forced. Roman reigns was always forced, and it didn't change until he changed to a heel, which everybody called for for him to do it. But the only reason why it worked is because of Paul Heyman. You take away Paul Heyman, Roman Reigns would have floundered, and he would have been out. Right? I, I think mean, Roman Reigns is a say lot the same better for now. Brock you could say the same for Brock Lesnar. Heyman made Le- Lesnar as well, really. Lesnar didn't have to talk. He was just a big fucking dude, and you knew. I mean, who could actually legitimately beat him? You, you didn't think anybody could beat him, just by his, his pure size. Right, Roman Reigns doesn't have that thigh, so anybody could beat him at any time. Brock Lesnar was a, is, is a true beast. You didn't know who could beat him, and when somebody actually beat him, then it was a shock.
0: Yeah.
1: <sighs> all right, guys. All right, well, that's all the WWE questions I got for you tonight,
0: Josh. All, all right,
1: come, come prepare us for some more, buddy. <laughs>
0: Well that is all the time you know we got it, man. Today for uh show. I want to thank our sponsor Collars and Company. Uh we will be back at it next Wednesday uh with a brand new show. We'll have some more NBA talk, some more NBA rumors heating up. And uh we'll have a uh, maybe we'll uh maybe we'll get a chronic corner next Wednesday too because it's been a couple weeks. Yeah, now.
1: absolutely. But uh, before we do the Chronic corner can we ask our, our our sponsor, if they can make a make a meathead version of a, of a collared shirt for my boys, meathead oh, jersey. Uh,
0: all right, see what happens. Meatball. <laughs> all right, guys, thank you for listening. We'll be back oh, at it. Oh, before weekend.
1: before we go, before we go, <laughs> I want your guys' opinion on something. Okay. I came up with a a, a decent idea for a new T shirt for going to the Bengals game when I go down to Jacksonville. And okay. we all know that AEW, their headquarters is Jacksonville, and TIA Stadium. That's kind of where they did during COVID, right? Uh. So, uh, Louis, I sent you the pictures earlier. What? What, what do you think on the uh, fancy football chat? Oh. So I, I put two pictures of, of designs. Uh, one was that one, but the other one I want to I want to think of. So this one is like uh, NBO. I like the black and white. It stands parts. for New Bengals Order. Right. Or my idea was the BWL, the Bengals World Order. Okay, that's better. Bengals World Order. Yeah. That's what I thought. So I'm going to make a T-shirt with I, the BWL. I'm going to go with the other one. I, go the other one. I, I like something that starts out with the W, like WCW or WWE. It would be N B O. New Bangle. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Got it, got it, got it. All right. Well, then I, 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 choose do the I, choose the I choose the latter. I choose the latter. Yeah, I choose the latter. I choose the latter. Yeah, I, I like the BWO better. I think it'll be. It just. It sounds a lot better. Yeah. So. Okay, I'm making some shirts. Okay. Uh, Let me know right, if you baby. guys want some. After <laughs> i make 'em. them. And then And then, I, and then I can do Sam's. I can put the JWO. You know this man.
0: Yeah, room. buddy. <laughs> exactly. Oh,
1: shit.
0: <laughs> all right, guys, uh Thank you for tuning in, and uh we'll see you next week.
1: We cover all bases. basic. You can't erase us. Back and forth. Oh. Watch where it takes us. Cultural topics and sports, baby. You know we got it. Always our response is amazing. All bases covered. Yeah. Yeah, you know you love it.